The College Experience Maction Week 2 preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the college experience Maction week two preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick and we're picking Maction week two. You got to love this slate. You got to love this slate. It's that. I mean, you look at this slate this week's even better than last week. Cause they're dividing up the games a little bit here. Um, you got uh, on Tuesday three games, on Wednesday three games. It's really, it's really just, uh, you know, the way it should be. Um, from the top, we got. Uh, well, first, uh, I'm gonna say last week I went three and zero on my Maxion locks. Three and zero, three and zero, four and two overall. But the two games that I had uh, incorrect. I actually, at the end of that episode ranked where I, I saw the games like in order of what I felt. And I went four and oh on the, uh, the games I rated highest. And I went oh and two on the, the final two games that I, that I did that for. Um, so now we go forward with, with Max in week two. Uh, it's great just to have football back throughout the week. You know what I mean? Like I missed it. I missed it a lot. And, uh, you know, I just feel like, uh, what's more, I mean, shit, the Mac game was more entertaining than the Monday night football game. Sometimes. I mean, we got what Patriots jets this week. Come on. Every Mac game is better than that. Right. And I'm a jet fan <laughs> telling you that. Um, but yeah, you, you open things up with, uh, Tuesday, November 10th at 4 PM. Uh, Akron at Ohio and Frank Solich and company Akron, uh, with Tom Arth as the head coach. I mean, I mean, this team was a mess. Easy play last week to, uh, to cover this one. Um, they were 0 12 a season ago. A little was a little bit surprised. They did not start Cato Nelson, the experienced quarterback. They went with Zach Gibson and Gibson went 18 of 30 for a hundred. 
25 yards, a touchdown and a pick. That's not like uh, the greatest stats there running the ball. Jeremiah Knight led the team in rushing for 11 for 74, 6.7 yards a rush. And uh Tayon Dillard, uh, 16 for 67. They actually have a little bit of success on the ground there. And uh Receiving the ball, Michael Matheson is their top wideout, six for 44. That's not a great average, though. Uh, seven yards a catch. Did get a score, though. Him and Nate Stewart and Jeremiah Knight will lead the receiving core. Uh, kicking the ball, Corey Smeagle, one for one on extra points, two for two on field goals. So he's perfect, long of 41. Defensively, they are really, really bad. Um, I think if you circle the best part of the team. I mean, first off they had one sack and uh one pass deflection. <laughs> Didn't force one turnover. Um I mean, so if you're going to look at the strong spots of the team, I guess the strongest spot would probably be linebacker with Bubba Arslian and uh Michael Scott who did get that one sack along with Reggie Corner Jr. and Brandon Bischoff. Um yeah, Look, I mean, this team is just not good. They gave up 58 to Western Michigan. Now, Western Michigan, a little more dynamic of an offense from a, from a throwing standpoint than Ohio is. But Ohio's a more physical offense in a way. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I just expect this team to be really bad. I, I, they'd probably go winless. Line is currently at 26 and a half, but let me hit you with some Ohio state. I was surprised to see Armani Rogers not start at Ohio. Um, was really surprised to see that. I mean, he did end up throwing a pass late in that game. One for three for uh, a nice four yards. I think Rourke came out for a play. I think that's what it was, but they went with uh, Nathan Rourke's younger brother, Curtis Rourke, and he played somewhat decent 12 of 19, 231, two scores. This was a close game against Central Michigan that they they were on the wrong side of. Uh, running the ball, Demonte Tuggle had uh, not sixteen rushes for seventy nine yards, four point nine yards rush, and he got a score. Armani Rogers did have thirty two yards rushing, so he must have got in a decent amount of time there. Uh, it was tough. I was going back and forth that yesterday or last week. There were a lot of the games were on at the same time, so he was just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Uh, O'Shawn Allison, four for 16. Uh, you thought this is a guy who had a lot better numbers the season before. So you'd like to see that go up. And I guess playing Akron probably will result in that going up, receiving the ball. Isaiah Cox with a monstrous game four for one Oh two, 26 yards, a catch pretty much, uh, and a score long of 58 mixed him in with Shane hooks three for 34, kind of the possession guy got a score as well in tight end, Adam Luhrmann who had two for 44, Kicking the ball, Tristan Vandenberg, three for four on extra points uh, and 0 for one on field goals. That's a bit of a concern there. Missed a, an extra point and then also missed a, uh, a field goal. I think it was like a 45-yarder. Um, defensively, I think this unit's good. I think they just played Central Michigan, which has talent, uh, and it was a close game. But they did not get to the quarterback. So I'm sure, you know, Joe Burrow's dad, who's the D.C. of uh, – Ohio's got his work cut out for him. They got to get to the quarterback and luckily they're playing Akron. So I think there'll be plenty of opportunity for them to do that. They did have four pass deflections, but they did not force a turnover. Something that they'd like to improve on. And once again, I think they'll have 
perhaps some success doing that. Uh, if you look at the the defense, I would say line. I mean, linebacking and defensive backs probably the strength of this team. Jeremiah Wood at linebacker, him and Jared Dorsa both all over the field. Uh, Kia Thompson also getting in there too, and uh, in the secondary, um, Jamison Collier leads the team in tackles, getting all over the field, mixing him in with uh, Motley and then uh, Jaron Hampton. They got a pretty good secondary, even Jet Elad as well, and Justin Burchett. Um, I I'm I look. I have a simple philosophy, guys. Fade Akron. <laughs> I understand there's like there's a chance because Ohio's starting a freshman quarterback, right? And uh, you know, that's always room for concern. But I expect them to run through Akron. I really do. And especially like the fact that Ohio's coming off a loss, so they gotta be focused if they want to uh, contend in this Mac conference, which I think they are contenders. I think they need to really win this game. And uh, you got to like the angle of it being home in Athens. So uh, give me, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the, uh, the big number. I'm going to lay the 26 points, 26 and a half points. I'm going to give me Ohio uh, 40, 49 Akron, uh, you know, 17, something like that. Maybe 21. Even that still covers. Um, yeah, but main thing is, is hopefully Ohio can just keep up the scoring front. I, I was a little surprised that Rourke started over Rodgers. Rodgers really experienced. I liked what I saw with Rodgers when he was the quarterback at UNLV. I mean, Rourke's going to be good, but uh, was a little surprised with that. Okay, so uh, that's my first play. Take take the Bobcats. Now we get to the, at 430 that same day. So 30 minutes later, kicking off is Kent State at Bowling Green. Um. Currently, Kent State minus 19 at Bowling Green. And I can tell you, I like this play in this game. Kent State is doing a hell of a good job. And a lot of that is uh, Dustin Crum, their quarterback. 20, 21 of 29, uh, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but this kid's pretty good. Also had eight for 35 on, and a score on the ground. Um, mix him in with the run game that they actually have with Brian Bradford, 12 for 72. Marquez Cooper set uh, 16 for 58 and even Xavier Williams getting in there seven for 55 and a score. And you got a pretty talented backfield. This offense is pretty, it's pretty money. It's pretty money. Um, I was shocked to see how fast they came along two years ago. This was a horrible offense and uh, instantly, you know, once, uh, once Sean Lewis came into this thing, they, they really got it together. Sean Lewis, the former uh, Dino Babers assistant, and actually, ever since he left Syracuse, their offense has not been the same. Um, but uh, yeah, Kent State got a nice offense uh, in the receiving game. You got Isaiah McCoy, eight for 104 and a score. Dante Sifis, uh, six for 47. Deshaun Polk, three for 40. Isaac Vance, three for 19. They got players. Even tight end Mark Williams gets in there. Uh, kicking the ball. They did miss an extra point, which is concerning. Seth Phyllis, three for four on extra points. Didn't attempt a field goal though, so perhaps that was just a, you know, a blemish. But uh, defensively, they did actually show some signs of improvement to me. I thought that was the weak point of the se- of the team a season ago. And uh, yeah, four sacks, two interceptions. Uh, that's 
in one game, that's a fucking great uh, five pass deflections. I liked what I saw out of the golden flashes. Um, and when you really look at the, the elite play here, it's at the linebacker position, Kassan gamble, two sacks, Brandon Coleman, one sack at the linebacker spot. And then uh, Mandela Lawrence Burke, who leads the team in tackles with 12 also got a sack. I mean, they were all over the field. Gamble even had a pass deflection. Uh, really was impressed by the linebacking core of Kent state. And uh, there were there, this was the game I watched m- probably most uh, against you know Eastern Michigan a week ago. Uh, in the secondary, Dion Clark at safety, Elvis Hines both getting it in there. Same with uh, Jeremiah Salam. I mean, I was really impressed by this defense, and I think obviously the fact you're taking on Bowling Green, you're going on the road to take on Bowling Green, but Bowling Green, I've been a fa- I've been fading Bowling. So Akron was my team last year to fade Akron and UMass Bowling Green was almost one of those. Like I bet against them a lot last year and last week, um, two years ago, Bowling Green was Akron where they couldn't beat anybody. They were getting smoked. I don't, I didn't like the coaching hire. Uh, I didn't like the defensive coordinator hire and Gorder Van Gorder. So I'm still heavy on fading Bowling Green. I know they ended up getting, I think two or three wins last year. So it ended up costing me in a couple games, but overall it's a safe bet to fade the Falcons. And if you look this year, they started Matt McDonald who went eight of 30 for 128 yards and two interceptions. <laughs> that's, that's not good. All right. Now he did lead the team in rushing with three rushes for 41 yards, man. This is a mess of an offensive stat sheet here. Uh, Trayvon Raymore, seven for 41, Andrew Claire, who was the, their workhorse. We thought was going to be, you know, from last year, 12 for 37. This team struggled to run the ball. Bryson Denley, 10 for 20. They just weren't very good on the ground. When your top leading rushers, your quarterback at 41 yards, that's not good. Receiving the ball. Julian Ortega Jones is their top wide out three for 61. He's with uh, Tyrone Broaden, who had two for 27, and also Noah Massey, one for 21, and then the tight end, Quentin Morris, two for 19. Offense couldn't do much against Toledo, and uh, yeah, they're not, I just don't trust them. Defensively, guess what? Just like the typical Brian Van Gorder defense, they had zero sacks. They did have four pass deflections. Maybe that's a result of the way Toledo throws the ball so much. Uh, they did force a fumble and get a recovery. So there, there's something positive there. But when you look at this team, uh, hell, it seems like all these teams are similar to a certain extent. Cause I feel like the linebacker play is probably the best unit on this team with uh, Darren Andrews, Jerry Roberts, Colby Coleman and uh, Rodell Raman. Um, but still it's a pretty bad defense. I think there'll be a lot of opportunity for Kent state and Sean Lewis to attack this thing spreads at 19. I am locking up Kent state to take down Bowling green. I think they're going to just, I don't think Bowling green has the offense to stay up with them. So you heard it here first on this play. Uh, and this is still, like I said, Tuesday night, I'll bounce into, uh, the the third game now on, on, uh, on Tuesday night. And that is Miami, Ohio at Buffalo. This is easily the best game on Tuesday night. I'm excited to watch this game. 
Miami, Ohio won the Mac last year. Buffalo has been a team that's been to the Mac championship a few times over the past couple of years. Haven't been able to really grab it. Uh, I locked up Buffalo a week ago as they destroyed uh, Northern Illinois. And uh, I wonder what the weather would be for this game. Let's see. Let's do a quick, let's do a quick weather check for this game. Lions currently at Buffalo minus nine and a half. But uh, I mean, I'm excited. This is uh, even if you watched uh, Miami, Ohio last week against, uh, against ball state, they really put it together. They were down most of that game and in the, in a storm back took the lead and then uh, ball state comes back and uh, ties this thing up. And, and then ball state's got the momentum forces of three and out gets the ball back at like their own 25 or something. And then uh, ball state kind of makes a drew plit makes like a bonehead play and, and throws the ball away, which basically was, essentially a uh, game changing uh, interception. The, the game should have just went to overtime. They shouldn't have forced it. And he did. And they paid for it. But Miami, Ohio showed that championship pedigree by coming back from down a most majority of that game at the right time and, and really getting the, the dub there. I'm wow. Fuck. It's, it's nicer in Buffalo than it is in LA. I feel like 73 degrees on Tuesday. Crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, so that uh, the weather won't play a factor unless something drastic happens here. But you look at Miami, Ohio, and uh, well, they had two quarterbacks play for him last last week. Brett Gabbert, start, I believe, got the start five of eight, uh, and for seventy six yards. And then AJ Ma- uh, Mayer came in, and Mayer played his ass off sixteen of twenty four, two two twelve, three touchdowns, um, zero interceptions. So getting it done there. Mayor also uh, had a couple carries on the ground. Same with Gabbard as well. But um, yeah, quarterback play solid for, for the Red Hawks. Running back play uh, pretty decent too. Davion Johnson, 11 for 58. They mixed it up with him and Zach Kahn. Zach Kahn, 9 for 42, two scores. And also Kevin Davis getting in there. And even Ontario Russell had a couple rushes. Um, not no one like stellar on that on that run game. I mean, fifty eight yards is your leading rusher, but they they divided it up pretty well, as you're seeing so much with current football with them. Uh, you know, give, having two, three, four running back options. Now receiving the ball, circle this name: Jack Sorensen. Seven catches, one hundred thirty nine yards last week. That's a big play. That's that's a big play player right there. That's a big time performer right there. Seven for one thirty nine. Now he didn't get in the end zone. You like to see that this week. Mix him in with James Burns and Jalen Walker at the wideouts, and that completes them. Uh, tight end Jack Colder, Colder, Cold Iron and uh, Adam Mahelic. Those two get both got in, in, involved a lot. Cold Iron had uh, two scores, so watch out for the tight end. They like to throw the run to, to the running backs out of the backfield a lot in Miami, Ohio. Kevin Davis, Davion Johnson, both, and even Zach Kahn. Eight catches all between them. So watch for the backs out of the backfield. Kicking the ball, Henry Beckett, five for five on extra points, one for one on field goals. That was just the 37-yarder. They were good defensively. Six sacks. They've played one game. They've played one game against a good Ball State team. Six sacks. They also uh, had six pass deflections, had obviously the, uh, the interception, which won them the game, but they also forced a fumble. This defense stands out. They are one of the better defenses in the MAC. 
So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the Bulls here. Looking at the defense, uh, defensive line playing big. Lonnie Phelps mixed with uh, Dominique Robinson. Both got two sacks last week. Um, linebacking core is pretty solid with Ryan McWood, Ivan Pace Jr., and uh, and Luke Bolden getting in there, getting stops uh, in the secondary. Emmanuel Rugamba had seven tackles and a pass deflection. Then you had obviously, uh, you know, uh, McWood had that pick the linebacker McWood. That was pretty much the game changing play. And then, uh, in the secondary also Cecil Singleton getting in there, uh, Mike Brown, they got a good secondary. So that's the Red Hawks for you. Uh, the Bulls of Buffalo, who, you know, I'm a big Lance Leopold guy. This is going to be the real story here. Lance, uh, Lance Leopold done a great job at Buffalo. I think he should be, uh, considered for the next, uh, you know, a, a big time job, but, uh, Kyle Vantries at quarterback, he'd gone back to this guy. I'd seen this guy play a few years ago. Um, 11 of 17, 175 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Like to see that 10.3 yards of completion, meaning he's taking shots downfield. But I still think there's times where he's a liability. I think if Miami, Ohio's defense can apply the pressure that they applied against Ball State, there will be opportunity for some turnovers. But if I'm Leopold, you want to limit that, and you want to limit that by the perhaps one of the best running backs in the nation, but definitely the best running back in the MAC. And Jarrett Patterson, who had 20 rushes, 137 yards, and two scores, had a 56 yarder against Northern Illinois. You mix him in with Kevin Marks and Ron cook. And uh, you got a great backfield. I would imagine that's going to be the point of emphasis for Buffalo control the line of scrimmage. Give it to Patterson, give it to Marks and uh, let them do their damage and then go play action and stuff with Van trees. I don't think Van trees is a guy you can win you the game solely on his arm. Um, at least from what I've seen so far. But uh, that's really going to be the, the tail of the game to see who can do, who can control that. Now, receiving the ball, Antonio Nunn did have six for 102 and a score. Uh, he'll be joined with Giovanni Ruiz, who had one for 15, and also Dominic Johnson, two for 16, and tight end Zach Lefebvre, who had two for 42. So, as you see there, they're not an explosive passing team. I guess Nunn getting 17 yards a catch is pretty pretty big time for them, but a lot of that opens up through play action, kicking the ball. Alex McNulty seven for seven on extra points. Uh, didn't kick a field goal. Now defensively, once again, Buffalo, one of the best defenses in the Mac. Um, so make sure, uh, I mean, this is, this might be the top two defenses in the Mac. Really. When you think about it, um, you look at this defense, they got three sacks a week ago, four pass deflections, a pick, three, four forced fumbles, four. Getting after, getting after the ball, very opportunistic. Um, the D-line, this whole defense is good, but the, the D-line, uh, Malcolm Kuntz getting in there, eight tackles and a sack. Um, Max Michael on the D-end, D Ronald McGee at the uh, nose tackle, and also Eddie's in, Turner all getting in there. Michael and McGee had a combined for a half a sack. Also Eric black getting in there for a sack at the DN spot as well. They're good. They're good on the defensive line. They're good at the linebacker spot. James Patterson. You'll know that name. If you start, if you, if you know Mac football, 
Uh, he's good. Good linebacker. Eight tackles lit, led the team also forced a fumble mix him in with Tyree Thompson, uh, Tim Terry jr. And rich Miller jr. And you got a pretty darn good linebacking core in the secondary. Um, the lone interception, I believe was, uh, who was that by? I, I'm just drawing a blank on who, who got that pick, but, uh, I would say they're probably best at the safety spot with Corey gross jr. And Roy Baker, but Isaiah King, good corner as well. This whole defense is good guys. This is a, this is a money game to watch. Like I said, the lines at nine and a half. I do think Buffalo is the better team this year, but I'm going to say, give me the nine and a half points mainly because I just don't know that Van Trees can really take you. Like if, if, if the Red Hawks can just try to shut down the run the best they can, I know that's a tall order. Patterson's going to get his yards against everybody in the Mac. Just try to neutralize that run game and let Vantries beat you in the air. Vantries might beat you in the air because he's not horrible, but he's not great either. But um, I, so I do expect Buffalo to get the win here. I just think nine and a half, uh, 10 too much. This line was 10 earlier this morning. So it's currently nine and a half. Give me the Red Hawks to cover this one. All right. I want to tell you that the, uh, the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Late fall, college football and college basketball, the NBA bubble, UFC Fight Island. It's pretty clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book, which offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost, lightning deals and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action or college football action or college basketball action. Uh, whether you're a first time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every week, sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make a bet and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. And the best part is my bookie at my bookie. The doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll. Even after the stadium lights have gone out, make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. When you do make sure you use that promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That's let me explain that for you. You put in 200, they'll match you with another hundred. You put in 400, they'll match you with 200. It's pretty simple math. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is a free betting money. So get in. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Only at mybookie.ag. Man, these ad reads. I'm working with a busted lip right now. Playing with my dog this morning. And uh and you know, just just getting him in a headlock and stuff, doing crazy shit with the dog, and boom, he somehow breaks out of the headlock and his and his head just blasts my fucking lip. It's all swollen, blood gushing. Yeah. That's my life right now. All right. So trying to talk with this fucking swollen ass mouth. Anyway, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday games. uh, So that was just Tuesday, but the the game you really want to watch. I mean, I know we're all better, so we're going to watch them all probably, but Miami Buffalo is, is the elite game Tuesday. Now, Wednesday you have, in my opinion, all three games are money. All three games are money. Starting with my Eastern Michigan Golden Eagles. Yes. Um, 
Chris Creighton in Eastern Michigan. Uh, they covered for me last week. They always cover. They always cover. Like it's a guarantee. They're catching uh, nine and a half or ten. Search around for this number uh, against Ball State and Muncie, Indiana. Now Ball State, I think one of the better teams in the MAC. I think Eastern Michigan is going to be up there too. But I think, gun to my head right now, if I had to name the top, I think it's. I mean, this is a a, a conference that's going to have a lot of parity. I think Buffalo, Miami, Ohio, Ball State. Man, there's like five elite teams here. Um. I want to say if I had to rank them gun to my head right now, I'd go Buffalo at the one spot. Miami, Ohio at the two spot. Western Michigan at the three with ball state right there. And even Toledo who's traditionally, they had a bat down year last year going six to six, but they're traditionally right there. And they're probably they probably like all of those teams could win. even Eastern Michigan right there at the, at the seventh spot, like I, or central Michigan, central Michigan was good last year. They really have like eight teams that could win this fucking division. It's pretty amazing. Um, but Eastern Michigan though, catching, uh, catching about 10 points, nine and a half. Um, and when you look they they went out and they started Preston Hutchison, who is a uh, junior quarterback and Hutchison played good. 21 of 35 uh, is completing 60% of his passes for 241 yards, two scores. Now the problem is, is the two picks because some of those were huge, huge picks running the ball. They weren't as physical as uh, perhaps in years, years past. And maybe it's because they didn't have, they didn't commit uh, enough to the run. In my opinion, uh, Darius Boone jr. Nine for 68 and uh, DJ Smith, just eight rushes for zero yards. Wow. That Eastern Michigan years past, I feel like they've, focus more on, on the, the ground attack, but um, Creighton is taking over the offensive coordinating reins. Their OC left to be a head coach last year. So perhaps they're going to be more pass heavy this year, receiving the ball. Hassan Badoon, this guy's uh, played really good. He had nine for one twelve. Didn't get a score though. Him and Quan Williams four for 51 Tanner, Tanner canoe also four for 45 and uh tight ends. They have two tight ends. They used Gunnar Oaks and Thomas Udukoya. Um, they had three catches combined. Also Boone out of the backfield did have a catch one for 13 kicking the ball. This was a problem for Eastern Michigan. Oh, for one on extra points, one for two on field goals, uh, with a long of 34. That's not encouraging. Defensively, kind of weren't as good as I figured too. I mean, Gannett, Kent state is very efficient on offense. I think one of the things Kent state and the golden flashes do, and I didn't even mention Kent state. They're a contender in this thing um, is they get the ball out hot. They get the ball out hot normally. And uh, so they only got one sack and that was by turn rush on the D line. Um, they did have a pick though uh, with cornerback Alinsky Lafleur, And that was a huge pick in that game. Kept a minute looking at the rest of the defense uh, linebacker play Terry Myrick guy was all over the field. 10 stops him and, and Tariq Spates seven stops getting in there. Um, in the secondary Russell Vaden. He had eight, eight stops uh, Blake Brogan getting out, out there too. Same with uh, Freddie McGee, the third and Corey Hernandez and Gerard vines as well. So uh, 
Eastern Michigan though. This is why before I even dive in, I oh, know. Let me read. Let me give you ball state because ball state, I think is good. I think ball state's contenders to win this whole fucking conference, but Plitt huge turnover last week at the wrong time. Drew Plitt 19 of 32, 309 yards, 9.7 yards of pass completing just about 60%, one touchdown and one huge interception. Absolutely huge at, at running back though. Caleb Huntley. This kid's a stud 21 for 132 scores. They also uh, did a little jet jet sweep action with Justin Hall. He's got two. He's a wide out, but two for 17 in the score. And uh, Will Jones getting in there with a rush um, in this, in the receiving game, Justin Hall, who's just an electric player. As you saw with the two for 17 in the score rushing, he also had four for 124 receiving in a score. The key to, to really ball state is getting Huntley and Hall the ball. But also Antoine Davis at wideout six for one ten didn't get the score, but they just have some playmakers here. Even your Heinz Tyler eight for sixty six and Trevor Hollett, uh one for nine. They got players. This offense uh, really is good and kicking the ball. Jack Knight four for four on extra points. Just one of three on field goals though. You want to know why you lost the game besides the interception split through? It's because Jack Knight was missing some field goals. Uh, granted, one of those was a 50 yarder, but also one was in the thirties. Um, defensively three sacks. They had five pass deflections. They forced uh, two fumbles. Pretty impressive there. Just, you'd like to see a pick, but uh, if you want to circle the guy here, Anthony Ipe at linebacker, four tackles, two sacks getting in there. Uh, also Christian Albright, uh, seven tackles, a sack and a pass deflection. Those guys, the linebacking core, just getting after Jalen Thomas and also Brandon Martin among the leaders in the team and tackling also Jimmy Dahl. Uh, in the secondary, I think you want to circle probably Brett Anderson and JT Wahi. Also Antonio Phillips, all of them getting some pass deflections, getting in there. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I would say I like both these teams, but I still say nine and a half points. Let me just run through something for you. Here's why I trust Chris Creighton. He's like a covering machine, right? They lost last week uh, to Kent state by four. Kent state did down the ball, like the Eastern Michigan 10 yard line, which was good because you know, as as someone who was catching a touchdown, had to sweat that one. Um, Eastern Michigan threw a horrible interception late that set them up. But look, look at the way this team loses normally is, is really impressive to me. Look back at last year. They lost a pit 34 30 in the bowl game. That's a game. They probably should have won. Um, I remember watching that one. Then uh, they lose to Kent state last year, 34, 26. They lose by eight. Now they did get their ass whooped by Buffalo or 43 to 14, but Buffalo, you know, I feel like, but other than that, Toledo, 37, 34 ball state, 29, 23. Uh, they got their ass whooped by Kentucky too, but that's an sec school. You go back the year before that. Um, you go to 2018 and this is what Chris Creighton does, man. He, he just, they cover these games. They lose to Buffalo 35, 28. They lose to San Diego state in overtime, 23, 20. They lose to Northern Illinois in overtime, three overtimes, 26, 23. Uh, Western Michigan, 27, 24 army. Well, actually army, they lost by 15, but uh, even Georgia Southern in the bowl game, 23, 21, they normally lose close games. We can prove that. Uh, so I think getting uh nine and a half, 10 points, even though ball state, I think is the better team. 
I say take Eastern Michigan in the points. I'm going to lock that thing up. I'm going to trust Chris Creighton until he really burns me. You heard it here first. Uh, that's the four o'clock game on Wednesday. Five o'clock game is uh, Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, which is an, is a pretty good game. Um, Northern Illinois is kind of a, they've, they've dropped off. They weren't what they were, but uh, Central Michigan doing things. Quarterback Daniel Richardson, 23 of 41, 243 yards and a score. Um, and Jim McElwain's got this program looking good. I think they're contenders. Look at running back spot. Remember they lost Jonathan Ward a season ago. He's in the NFL. They have Kobe Lewis now 28 for 112, two scores, four yards of rush. Mix him in with Lou Nichols, the third and Darius Bracey. You got a good backfield that can really open some things up. Uh, they're a little more conservative passing the ball. Richardson's not uh, the most elite thrower. He did throw for 243 yards and he threw 41 times, but at only 56% of the uh, completion percentage, only five yards, a completion. So you're not going to see them really. They're, they're the opposite of a, of a ball state essentially. Oh, or some of the other teams we've covered Toledo or something. They, uh, they have some, some players, but the run game opens up the pass game for the Chippewas and uh, at wide receiver, Khalil Pimpleton five for 65 and a score. He was their top guy. After that, Ja'Cory Sullivan, Dallas Dixon, Tyrone Scott, and Drayton law getting in there. Um, kicking the ball, Marshall Madeer three for four on extra points, one for one on field goals. Gonna want to fix that extra point problem, but uh, other than that, this offense pretty good offense. The key to to stopping them for Northern Illinois is stopping the uh, the running attack. Defensively, they did a t- pretty darn good job a week ago. Five sacks, pass deflection, and two forced fumbles. Five sacks, and check out you want to circle this guy's name. Linebacker Troy Harrison the second, seven tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. Somebody. Somebody put this guy on the all Mac team. Um, he's joined in the linebacking core by George Douglas, who leads the team in tackles with nine. Also Troy Brown getting in there and Justin Whiteside as well. Uh, on the D line though, Amir Sadiq two uh, two sacks from a week ago. This guy got after the ball. He's going to be a problem. You mix him in with uh, Jacquez Bristol, Tico Brown and uh, Roby Stewart. And uh, you got a pretty good D line there in the secondary, which, yeah, you'd like to see an interception or so, but Devani Reed getting all over the field, second on the team in tackles, eight tackles from a week ago. Uh, also had a pass deflection. Willie Reed also back there and Deshaun McNary. So uh, keep an eye out on the chip was pretty, pretty complete team. But I think the key is for Northern Illinois here. You got to find a way to stop that run. And he watched Northern Illinois get, get absolutely blown out by Buffalo a week ago. A lot of it was, they shot themselves in the foot. A lot of turnovers. They got Ross Bowers at quarterback, the Cal transfer. Uh, Bowers is just, uh, you know, it's not all on him. It's not all on him, but they, they did have three quarterbacks take a snap a week ago. Bowers was 17 of 28, 202, just about 61%. Completion percentage at seven yards, a completion, one touchdown and one pick. And that was a big pick um, running the ball, which you would think Thomas Hammock, former running back for uh, NIU's head coach. 
he, he, he definitely believes in the running back by committee with Harrison Whaley, 13 rushes for 66 yards mixed with Aaron Collins, 16 rushes for 49 yards, but still nothing great. I know you're playing Buffalo's D line. So maybe there'll be some opportunity for you, you know, uh, against central Michigan, but I don't know. The run game's got to get better. Even uh, Rondarius Gregory in there, nine for 36. I mean, they had 47 rushing attempts a week ago. <laughs> um, just three yards of rush, though. You'd like to see that go up. Um, receiving the ball, Tyrese Ritchie circled this guy, nine for 106. Didn't get a score, but that's an impressive stat line. Trayvon Rudolph, Fabian McRae, all getting catches as well. Messiah Travis as well. Um, yeah, main thing here. I mean, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Take control of the ball here. Kicking the ball. John Richardson, one for one on extra points. Also one for one on field goals, a 43 yarder. And in the set and on defensively, which is uncharacteristic, man, Northern Illinois used to have these nasty defenses, but those days are gone. They did not get to the quarterback at all last week. They did get an interception though. And that was safety. Jordan Hansen coming up and making a play. Um, and also Michael Kennedy on the D line forced a, uh, or got a fumble recovery. So, uh, those are their two, two points or two turnovers that they scored against Buffalo. If you look at this team, the linebacking core, probably, uh, their most elite with Lance, uh, Devereaux, Nick Ratton, Ratton leads the team in tackles. Um, overall though, would like to see them get to the quarterback more and, uh, I think playing central Michigan, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because central Michigan, like I said, they use the run to open up the pass. Uh, this line currently at central Michigan minus seven. I actually am going to lock up central Michigan. I think minus the seven points to get it done in the uh, If, if Northern Illinois takes care of the ball, perhaps this was going to be a close game, but I like the central Michigan team. I think there's a coaching edge with Jim McElwain. Give me the Chippewas to get it done. That game's at five. Eastern Michigan ball states at four. Like I said, then at five also is Toledo, Western Michigan. But before I get to that, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is the daily fantasy sports app for player props. The response from SGP listeners for thrive fantasy has been amazing. So they're hooking listeners up with a thousand dollar free roll for these Thursday night NFL games. That's right. Thousand dollar free roll. Use the password DGEN to enter the game. Yeah, that's password DGEN. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, choose 10 of the 20 available player props to, to uh, build your lineup. If it's uh, PGA, MLB, esports, choose five of the 10 available player props to build your lineup. And uh, each prop is assigned a fantasy value based both or based both on the over and the under and how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and you win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So use that promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with a four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that promo code SGP. Mm. And before I get out of here too, I also want to say we're going to pre- break down this Toledo Western Michigan game, but we're also brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Well, guess what? 
Ace Bread is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. Final game of the slate here. Toledo travels to Kalamazoo. And one, this is one where you got two offenses that are just going to be going head to head, two good quarterbacks. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, T- Toledo's got a quarterback in Eli Peters. This kid's good. 20 of 32, 214, 63%, pretty much. Four touchdowns, zero picks. Now, you know, uh, part of that is he's had a great game, but part of it also could be Bowling Green's defense. Running the ball, though, they were able to have success. They had over 300 yards running against that shitty Bowling Green defense. And Shakif, Shakif Seymour, 13 for 93 in a score. Bryant Kobeck, 21 for 74. I mean, they got after it all over. I mean, there was like 10 different. Even the even Peters had 6 for 67 rushing. They had 310 yards on the ground, 6 yards of carry against Bowling Green. I highly doubt that will happen again against Western Michigan. Now receiving the ball, Bryce Mitchell, three for 58 in a score. Bryant Kobeck, the running back out the backfield, four for 50 in a score. Jer- Jer- Jaquan, uh Newton, three for 36 in a score. Devin Maddox, three for 28 in a score. They really spread the ball out well. They really do. They pass the ball a lot, spread the ball out well. But last week, they run really almost more. Tra- like I feel like Toledo over the past four or five years has been like a pass-heavy team. Well, they, the run really set them up against Bowling Green. So perhaps they're making that transition to the to the running attack. They did have some problems kicking. They were three of four on extra points using two different kickers. Uh, one for one, one, one for one on field goals, though. But that was just a 19 yarder. Um, defensively, this is an area of concern. You're playing Bowling Green. You got zero sacks. <clears throat> they did have two interceptions and two forced fumbles, though. So they're very opportunistic, but you'd like to see them get to the quarterback. Some, uh, they had a defensive end, Nate given with the sack. I mean, it's not with the sack with an interception. That's always impressive to see. Also, Nate Bauer got a pick as well. Uh, forced fumble wise. The D the D line was pretty solid. Jamal Hines getting in there, forcing a fumble despite them not getting sacks. They, uh, they did rack up some tackles. So I guess Bowling Green was just, feeding it to the D lineman, Terrence Taylor, second on the team in tackles. That's rare. When you see a defensive end second on the team in tackles. Um, but you mix that with the linebacker play Deontay Johnson, who leads the team in tackles with seven. Also the, the defensive backs getting in there, Chris McDonald, third on the team in tackles also forced that phone. One of the fumbles we were speaking of, and uh, he's joined by Quinion Mitchell. They got in there, got some stops, Max and hook at safety, getting some hits in there. Um, yeah, they're going to have their work cut out for them because Western Michigan's got an offense. I know it was just Akron. So you're thinking, how good can they really be? But let me just run through some Western Michigan Broncos stuff here. Caleb Ellaby, 12 of 16, 262, three scores, no interceptions, 16.4 yards at completion. I know that's playing Akron. That's not going to happen against Toledo. I'd be very shocked. 
if they completed 16.4 yards of completion against the Rockets running the ball. I mean, they rushed for over 218 yards on uh, 39 carries. It's 5.6 yards of rush four rushing touchdowns. Now here's what's crazy. No one got 10 carries. Not one player got 10 carries on this team. Ladarius Jefferson, nine for 70 in a score. Sean Tyler, nine for 68 in a score. Kincaid, uh, seven for 42 in a score. So they're spreading it out. Even Trey Allen with nine. They had three different running backs with nine rushes, a fourth running back with seven. So perhaps that's stable doing it. Now receiving the ball circle, Dwayne Eskridge, this guy three for 114 yards, 38 yards of catch had a 76 yarder, two scores. This guy is electric. You mix him in with Jalen hall who had one catch for 68 yards and a score. Wow. This is a big play offense here. Sky Moore also getting in there with three catches for 33. They got the tight end, Luke Sanders and, and Brett Borsk. Um, kicking the ball. They were seven. How many missed extra points in the Mac week one? Uh, the I go caps seven of eight on extra points. One for one on field goals with the long of 48. So it shows you got a little leg. Um, they were playing Akron, but they did get three sacks and, uh, and an interception and a forced fumble. So they had a great, <laughs> they were very good defensively. But once again, when you're playing Akron, I think, uh, you know, I could run up a guy, a, a team at the fucking home Depot and probably, uh, probably take down Akron. Wouldn't that be great to see just me just go to fucking home Depot and hire probably like what? 22 illegal immigrants. And we just quickly play a game of football against Akron. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but uh, on the D line, uh, Mar Marshawn Neeland, this dude, four tackles, uh, a sack and a half a week ago, circle him on that Bronco defense. Um, this defense has players that uh, are all Mac Neeland, Fahad, Treshawn Hayward. These guys are studs. I expect this defense to, uh, to continue to be good. Even if they were playing Akron, I do think they'll have their chances against Toledo. This line is Western Michigan minus one shows with how good of a game this is going to be. I say, uh, give me the home team here, but I would, it would not surprise me if Toledo won this game. It would not surprise me at all, but give me the Broncos at home. Um, now I'll say this here. Let me rank these games for you guys. My top play would be Eastern Michigan, just with the history of them always covering. I know ball state's good and they're coming off a bad loss where they, they really feel like they probably should have won that game. So maybe they come out on fire, but I just will not fade Eastern Michigan until they catching Eastern Michigan, catching points. I feel like is a sure fucking bet almost every time. Yeah. Occasionally they'll, they'll, they'll drop one. I think Buffalo did it to them within the Mac, but almost every time in the Mac, they cover a 10 point spread or a nine and a half point spread. So give me the Eagles as my top play. My second play, I'll say, take me to uh, Kent state minus 19 at Bowling green. I think that's the play here. Uh, actually, man, let's do that or central Michigan. Give me, give me, yeah, give me, uh, give me Eastern Michigan one, Kent state two, central Michigan three, uh, four, I'll take Miami, Ohio and the points five. I'll take Ohio minus the 26 and a half against Akron. I really like all five of those. The only one I don't, I'd say you want to stay away from probably is Toledo, Western Michigan. See what that over is. Maybe you take the over. I'm not seeing it right now. Um, but yeah, this is the college experience guys. And for your first time listener, we handicap every single college football and college basketball game. Been doing it for 
over three and a half years now. I'm normally joined by my co-host Patty C and NC Nick, but we make picks of picking every single game. We put the spreadsheet up sheet up at uh sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So uh and also at my Twitter at the Colby D. So if you can check those out. We been over five hundred picking every fucking game for th- every single year. We've done this. So and we've also on that same spreadsheet we have our locks. And we've been way over 500 on our locks, so make sure you check us out. We're available on all platforms to listen to. Tell a friend. We don't ask for your money, but what we do ask is that if you can go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It's essentially how we get paid, guys. Sponsors look at the comments. They say, hey, people like these idiots. I guess we'll give them some more money. So then you hear more Mac breakdowns, more everything. So if you can, please, that's all I ask. I think we're, you know, I think you're decent people. We're decent people. Do us a solid. Go over there. Give us a five-star review. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are part of the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. And uh, yeah, college basketball. That Mac preview is coming soon too, but uh, yeah, we got, we just dropped the West coast conference preview. Also the, the big 10 ACC are, are out and we got that tipping off in about what? 16 days or something, 15, 16 days. It's all here. College experience covering it all. All right. This is the college experience. Maction style week two. You need to start thinking about yours and we out. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But sweat happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.